The Gold Circle is recorded on the land of the Yagara and Turrbal people, and we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture, and we pay our respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. Always was, always will be, Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Gold Circle, Australia's number one netball podcast. I'm your host, Nick Bleeker, and with me, as always, is Luke Top. Hey. And Abby McCulloch. What's up? Hello. We are all locked How down. How are we? So, oh, you know. Yeah, well, we are yeah. Locked, down. locked down. Lockdown defense. This yeah. could be our longest episode ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering we had like a, a preamble oh. chat for like 30 minutes, um, yeah, everyone's in store. There's a there's a lot to unpack in this episode and, and a, a few people have been asking for updates. We, we didn't do an episode last week because unfortunately I was out of town, weirdly enough. Um, and then also... You are in Melbourne. The, I was like, in Melbourne, literally. The wonderful place where there's no COVID. Yeah, right honestly. Yeah, I flew... <laughs> so I flew back in on uh, Tuesday on Tuesday morning and I literally landed and opened up my phone and then I was like press conference from Anastasia. And I was like, yep, cool. Open it up. And Anastasia's just like, we're going into a three-day lockdown. And I'm like... <laughs> Great. I love how you said that. She totally talked. Yeah, yeah. Three-day. Three-day lockdown. lockdown. Um, so, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. I better just get home. So, came home and now I've been locked down. And I mean, honestly, I work from home anyway. So, for the most part, nothing's really changed. But um, yeah, so that was some fun news. But unfortunately, I was um, I didn't take much of my gear to Melbourne. So, we couldn't do a remote episode. So, I do apologize. There was obviously lots of news that happened last week, which we'll get into this week. Um, so, forgive us that it, things might, may have been a bit delayed or, you know, you know, not all there, but we are here to chat about it today because it's a huge episode that we've got in store for you. Now, um, we have a couple of updates. A few people have obviously been very invested in one Luke Top's tennis career. Um, <laughs> but also, Luke, there was another announcement that I think came out last week as well, which is pretty special from you as well, that I, I think tweeted oh. too early. I tweeted before everyone else, and then I was like, sorry, I tweeted too early. No, no, it was good. I just, because they they told me that, obviously, I assume the same day that they maybe told people that they didn't get it. Yeah. So I didn't want to be like, yay, I yeah. got it. And then yeah. other people be like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am the apprentice coach for the under 18s USC Thunder uh, at the state, I guess, state championships at Nissan Arena in September. So I expect everyone to buy merch. Yeah, I mean, I will. I, I've got to write that. I've got to write that down now because that's how I have to introduce you to the show. So I mean, that's basically it now. So what, what's your what's your title? The you're in a, the apprentice coach. I'm a Padawan. You're yeah, a Padawan look. Padawan coach for the US for the under 18 USA USC Thunder. Yeah. 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 Wow. Mm. How does that? How do you feel about that? That's pretty um, it's cool. It's very exciting. Uh, to be honest, I felt like I. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have a lot to learn. Well, you know, it's all a learning experience. So you know, you just got to. Well, that's it up. what I'm excited about. And I'm ready to learn. We also have you know a coach on the show that we speak to every single week in Abby McCulloch, who now can guide you on your journey. Hundred percent. Do you want? Are you going to do that? I would love to. I would love to guide you on your journey. Yeah. See. Well, what? What are you? You're elite, right? That's your. What level are you? Uh, I am advanced, but I I've just got to do the theory part of my elite um course, and then I'm all then I'll be elite officially. So I've oh, done wow. the practice. I haven't done the and- the theory because. No one's running a theory course at the moment yet, so I've just got to wait till that opens up, probably at the end of the year. So yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Enough. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, the biggest thing I guess people don't realize with COVID and everything and with the nationals being cancelled and, um, you know, some state, like fingers crossed September happens. Mm. I'm hoping we'll have enough Pfizer by then. Um, But yeah, I think coaching is sort of, as much as it affects the players, it also affects the coaching being able to move through levels because they don't get that experience. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and like you know now, after your first little um, few sessions as an apprentice coach, like it is full on being a coach. Oh, 100%. And you, know, you, you, work towards, you work towards a particular date or a particular tournament and then it gets postponed or cancelled. It just adds more and more time. And Touch wood, that doesn't happen. But I honestly <sighs> think if, yeah, if we work towards it and it gets cancelled, I'll be devo. Oh, it's a nightmare. Like, I was meant to coach my, my favourite team, my under-13. We went to have junior state titles over the weekend, just seen, and that got postponed till September. And, Oof. you know, we were gearing up to be all done on yeah. Tuesday. The week has gone, but we've got to put in another three months' worth of work, which, you know, luckily we love them and they're so cute and we just get three more months with them. But it's like full on. If you're going to do, do coaching properly, it, it's, a, it's practically a second job. Yeah, well, it yeah. is a job. I was going to say, yeah. that's something that you're learning as well, isn't it, Luke? Like, there's just a lot to oh, sort of... Oh, girl, yeah. I, yeah, I thought that there was just these little Laura Geitzes and I was like, Laura Geitz, this is what I want you to do. Let's do it. And I'm learning um, that it is definitely not going to be like that. Um, no. I can't um, do that. So... <laughs> There's a lot of planning. Um, there's a lot of skill work, uh, which looking through the outline, I didn't even realize that Netball Australia basically give you an outline of what their skill base should be. So you have a criteria of what they mm. actually should mm. be achieving. Yeah. Um, so hitting those marks as well is going to be fascinating. Interesting. I mean, it's. I feel like there'd be such a... It's such an amazing learning experience, I think, just from that perspective too because you think you know the game but you've got to know the game even more. You know? Oh, yeah. look, I'm so excited to teach them my like butthole where I just push people over with my butt mm. and, and get the ball. So, yep. look, it's really... <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's part of the criteria by Netball Show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, absolutely. All of it. All of my little... Uh, you know, you ask any any poor person that I have to play against. Uh, my defensive, <laughs> yes. Poor Ben that I played against the other night. He's probably six five, six six, and I was climbing him like a ladder. Um, which I'll impart that knowledge as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I've I've been on the yeah. butt end of your defense. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, like look, it it, it isn't Ooh. fun. Although I got most of the calls, which were correct. So that was oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Bloody goal attacks. Um, yeah, whatever. So I like I know we're six six minutes in, and people. Want to know, Luke? Oh, there was a tennis tournament that you were a part yes. of, and there's it there was a result. Funny. So, what was the result? Um, so I think I mentioned that I played with that hot daddy. Um, <laughs> so the gays are brutal. Look, I'll I'll tell you that I had I had two or three people come up to me and ask me where my Make a Wish Foundation shirt was. <laughs> Uh, because clearly he was making a wish for me playing with me. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, no, uh, I'm not part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, so um, what actually happened is um, the Hot Daddy made the singles final and 
me and my one of my best mates, Michael, we actually made the A grade single. Uh, sorry, A grade doubles final, um, which was controversial as well because old mate who I kicked out, the president. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he mysteriously changed the software settings. <laughs> And so we were told we were not in the final. Yeah. Um, I was like, homegirl, it how? Um, <laughs> we, we've won more games than the other team. Um, how does that work? Uh, and is, oh, the software, the software does it, the software does it. Next morning, they had to have a little gay committee and work out where the software had gone wrong. Mm. And unfortunately, the team that had been told that they were in the final were not actually in the final because we had won more than them. That's fucking Um, cruel. (laughs) It is really brutal. I was like, oh, I feel so bad for you. But also kind of in... Yeah, it doesn't surprise me with him because he really doesn't like me. Um, And he made me play. I literally played. So, forty, I think it was 4,500 calories was Saturday. And then Sunday was like 2,600 calories. That's insane. So, I could have had like... I think I worked out it was like six Big Macs or something. I was so excited. Oh, I was you, like, I literally can eat yeah, six Yeah, right. Big so, Macs that's how now. it works, yeah. Like, you uh, have, you, you, you do 4,000 <laughs> kilojoules, yeah, and then you can just go and have that and well, you'll was, be fine. It was 4,500 calories. So, that's calories. like... Oh, okay. Yeah. So, that's, that's like... That's yeah. like 20,000 kilojoules or something. You Fuck it. Yeah. It was <sighs> nuts. Well, I, I basically ran... Um, So, it was like 16 kilometers I ran on okay. Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like that's that's what five like mini fun runs. Um so yeah, I was exhausted and then he's like, Oh, you didn't make the final <laughs> and then I like cried and had like um I think I had three um M McFlurries just like crying and my uh, husband's just like, Okay. Like <laughs> He's like I imagine he's just <laughs> like, like Ash is just patting you, like, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. Tall. It's yeah. fine. Like it's like amateurish tennis um and then my partner emailed me or messaged me um who uses email um and was like uh i've kind of contacted them because we've won more games there's no way that we shouldn't be in the final and like apparently three other people from uh wa objected to us not being in the final so they had to call a committee and the committee determined that we should have been in the final and that was a software error um, and then we won the final. We had, we destroyed them in the final. <laughs> yeah. Luke, that has to be one of the most insanely stupid stories I've ever heard. <laughs> 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 fucking tennis tournament, I swear to God. Well, it's the gays. We've got to I was keep it say, yeah, you've got to, yeah, the drama's got to be there. Otherwise, now, it's just Wimbledon. You can know? I tell you, by far the funniest thing of the entire event is Sexy Hot Daddy has a partner and two children, right? So the two young children were in the stadium when I was yelling out, go Jock Daddy, because his name happens to be Jock. Um, Don't stalk my Facebook and find out who that is because poor guy. Um, He apparently worked out, his partner worked out that I had the podcast and I spoke about him and he listened to the episode. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Um, Well, this is going to be even more worse now. Anyway, his kids, his partner came over to me laughing and he said, the kids keep asking me why you keep yelling, go jock daddy because... Like, and daddy, because they're like, that's not, he's not his daddy. Why does he keep saying daddy? So then I was like, step bro jock, go step bro jock. Step bro jock, okay. Yeah, and it was quite funny. Because then they were even more confused. What if I call the episode step bro jock? (laughs) (laughs) I might do that, actually. It's pretty funny. (laughs) So yeah, his partner was horrified, slash, thought it was hilarious. Um, Yeah. 
So yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. At least Thank that's a, that's amazing. Result, I think so. I think we're now ranked. There's like international <laughs> rankings. What are you so part of the WTP you, or whatever? The fuck no, is. like legit because this is international. So there's like twenty, thirty thousand people that play year round. Um. So I was ranked like a thousand and something, and I think we've gone down considerably because we won. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the ATP singles <laughs> table now. <laughs> so there's Novak and then there's <laughs> Luke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Novak on twelve thousand. Yeah. Points and Luke on a measly twenty five. <laughs> twenty five. Look, I um, would be lucky to get one. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, well, look, you know, you, you won a tournament and you threw it back in the face of villainy in in that. Yeah, old mate yeah. who tried to kick us out of the final. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Honestly, it's a big win for everyone involved. So that's pretty much. Yeah, that's been my life. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we had a payoff to that story. So I mean, that's honestly probably the best possible payoff that we could think of, really. Other than you being like, we got into a huge fist fight or like we crashed Teslas together because, <laughs> you know, who fucking knows. But um, Abs, you liked the trophy though, didn't you? You were you were like, damn, because the gays know how to do a trophy. Was, I thought it was, you know, you were just going to play some social tennis matches. And that was a full-on trophy. Yeah. Well, the gays know how to do it. Full on. <laughs> they don't piss around. It no, cost me like $150 don't. to enter. Yeah. That trophy better be worth 150 bucks. Look, it's probably not, but I won anyway, <laughs> so I don't care. Yeah. Wait, did you keep the trophy? Where does it go? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's at home. Oh. It came in like a box with like oh. a silk lining box. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. it's legit. The guys. You've got to take a photo of it and put it on um, on the Facebook page oh, so people Lord. can see how opulent it is. Yeah, you need to be showing that off. <laughs> yeah, don't 100%. Just hide it away at home. Yeah. Oh, this God. this is a collective effort here, Luke. <laughs> Abs and I also work my, with you. My assistant and uh, coach. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I'm not the assistant. Hit the ball! <laughs> You're my Demir Dokic, is that right? You're just going to beat me up. Who's that? Oh, that's that guy, yeah. yeah. The one that Caitlin Bassett's book one, isn't it? Caitlin Bassett. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Unbreakable. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, unbreakable. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. That was a completely uh, non-thing. Anyway. We need to have a chat about some netball. We're 15 oh, minutes sorry. in. Sorry, we, we did say it was going to be a long one, so just deal with it, everyone. Um, so, obviously, um, you know, there's lots of stuff going on. Um, so, at this stage, it looks like there's going to be a quasi-hub in Melbourne for the SSN um, over the next, I think, two weeks. Um, I know Adelaide and Magpies are playing at Netball South Australia um, this weekend. Uh, but, obviously, because of the outbreaks across the country um, and borders and, and blah, 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 blah. Everyone, we know the fucking drill. Um, everything's going to be played in Melbourne. So Melbourne, honestly, enjoy it because that's fucking great. Um, you guys have done an excellent job of keeping things at zero um, and being down there last week. Um, everything's like immaculate. So like bravo. Um, so I think how we're going to do it today is we're going to just sort of, I guess, look at the news and then perhaps look at the game on the weekend um, and just go from there, I guess, because there's just a lot to process. So we had a lot of people asking us about... Um, the cancelled fixture, well, sorry, I say cancelled, the uh, rescheduled fixture between the West Coast Fever and the Melbourne Vixens, um, where, <laughs> okay, this is going to be a lot to navigate. So, on the 25th of June, West Coast released a statement saying that uh, the Melbourne Vixens had refused to come over and play their fixture over in Western Australia. Um, now, the rebuttal from that, from the Vixens, was that three of their players um, had crossed the border over into uh, New South Wales down to Byron from memory, mm-hmm. um, which was at the time technically not a like a hotspot because it's so far away. It's literally on the border almost of Queensland and New South Wales. Um, then 
because of WA's strict border policies, um, that meant that those three players were ineligible to play um, for the Vixens over at RAC Arena. So then what happened was after that, um, the Vixens couldn't field a full team, so they just said, we're not going to come and play. Then what the Vixens have done, what the Fever have done, have released a statement going, they've refused, um, they want compensation, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the next day happens, uh, and the Fever apologise through gritted teeth, uh, you know, <laughs> about what happened. Um, now, I, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I, I want to start with you, Abs, about your kind of approach and thoughts on everything that sort of unfolded over those couple of days between the two sides. Well, I guess the first thing is those players are allowed to do whatever they want in their free time as long as they're abiding by rules. And the rules were they were allowed to go. The club knew, the league knew. So the shit show that happened at the other side of it, like hindsight, it's, a, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? Like if they had known that was going to happen, obviously they wouldn't have gone. So, But they're allowed to go. Like they're... They're their own people. They're not training at that time. They're not playing at that time. If they want to go down the coast because they're stuck in Queensland away from their family, again, they can go down the coast. That's my first thing. The second thing is, oh, what a shit show by the fever. I think they really, really <laughs> fucked up with Tell that Tell me how you really feel, doll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got to be careful because I know there's some people that think we just we just shit on fever all the time. <laughs> I disagree with completely. I don't think we do it all, but in this instance, oh man, they fucked up. They they really did. Yeah. They and like I just think it's really important to have all the facts and all the information before you go writing out information or making comments like that. And I, and I whether or not they had all the information, I obviously don't know, but God, I hope they didn't. I hope they didn't have all the information and they just assumed that they were saying, no, we're not coming. But it, I doubt it. They had to have known the, the actual circumstances surrounding the incident, in my opinion. So it just baffles me a little bit that they went out and said what they said. Well, I think it's, it's, it's weird because... Um, so for clarification, I've basically spoken to people from the Vixens, I've spoken to a very strong, well-connected fever person. Um, Does her name rhyme with Pooh Chordian? No, I, no, I haven't, no, I haven't spoken to Sue. No, no, but um, this is someone who's not in the organisation but has a very strong opinion that supports the organisation, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and basically... There, they had a very strong opinion about the fact that the Vixens were in the wrong and, you know, essentially um, pretty much pushing the line of what Fever were pushing. And what I don't understand, and I think Bianca was dead on when she was on Centre Court, is from someone that... Um, I guess I'm very logical. Like, for me, it's like, where's the logic? We've got to find the logic. Where's the string? Um it was clear when I heard both sides of the story, I was like, there's there's no one in the middle going, guys, this is what we're going to do. Um, it was pretty much just like, let's argue amongst each other about what position is right and wrong. Um, and it's it's stupid. I mean, we don't 
we don't live in a normal world right now. Um, we're currently like all three of us are locked down in our states. Yeah, this is not a normal world. And from an organizational perspective, I appreciate that the fever had nine thousand people. Um, and that's tough. That's really tough because, oh, like, in this environment as well, like that that could push you into next season, money wise. That could advance your club. That could you know, increased memberships, which I think Sue spoke about. It's it's incredibly important for the sport to have 9,000 people come to a netball game. And I, I think that it's incredible to look at that and go, that's important. My question probably is from an organizational standpoint, is you if you are talking to Netball Australia on a Monday or a Tuesday when you've got a game on the weekend, um, you sort of have to put contingency plans in place that this game might not go ahead, even if you've got 9,000 people. And I know that's frustrating um, and that's not great, but... Um, but that, as you said, that's the world we're living in. And while 100%. I think the statement was... Um, Oh, it was, I think they, hands down, they well it was a very top. poorly executed statement. Yeah. I, no one in business ever would say that that statement was great. And and this is the this is the other key thing is there are two people that I am friends with on Twitter who are both Fever fans, and they always they always send me Fever shit, and they're like, Luke. Stop talking shit about fever. Uh, <laughs> stop being a little bitch about fever. <laughs> and they messaged me and they said, we are so disappointed in the club. It's not even funny. Interesting. This, is, this is so disappointing for the players to put more pressure on the players. Um, I note that that press release had, you know, Sasha Glasgow and I think Emma Kosh was one of the other ones, you know, using their face to push this you know, yeah. ridiculous sentiment. Um, like, haven't the players been through enough? Some of those players weren't even involved in the salary cap and they're wearing the brunt of that and now you're going to throw them out again for your shitty statement. Um, so, yeah, I found that really interesting that Fever Zone and, and I think the shares, I think Emmy um, put on Twitter that the shares, it was like 300 people had shared the tweet and only 46 yeah, it got ratioed. Liked it got it. ratioed pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that... That was just a disaster, to be honest. Uh, I think looking at it for me, I'm like, sweet fucking Christ, this is an absolute PR nightmare. This this has not been thought out at all. And I don't know if, if the reaction from the fever is just sort of a heat of the moment thing. And then it's like, instead of taking a few moments to like just assess what's been going on. Like, obviously it's very stressful. Like losing like that sort of crowd at RAC, which oh, RAC, absolutely. RAC to its credit is one of the most packed out stadiums. The Fever's supporters do an excellent job of filling that stadium out. I'm actually quite mm-hmm. jealous sometimes because it looks like a phenomenal experience and I wish I could be there for most games because it really looks well, like Well, you know, I've, fun. I've played there in front yeah. of Fever fans and I, I agree with you. When that stadium has people in it, cheering obviously for the fever and you are the team coming in to play against them, it is intimidating as all get up. Yeah. So you're right. The 9,000 fans that were meant to be there for that game, I'd probably get it from that standpoint. I understand. But as Luke was saying, like we're living in a completely different world and there should have been contingencies in play. Couldn't you... Okay. Devil's advocate here. Oui. So the so well the Vixens right they they're down three players now mm-hmm. the Fever or sorry ne- uh, Nepal Australia I know where you're going Nepal yep. Australia has said that they can pull players from other t- 
team, or not other teams, but was it no, so uh, from a, from I think they said Victoria Queensland. and WA, didn't they say? No, see, they WA refused to let them bring people from Victoria, so they couldn't right, access okay. their own training partners in Victoria. Gotcha. gotcha okay. What Sue was suggesting is that they pull players from the Queensland state state teams. Okay, sure. Which look, I love Queensland State Netball, but. I'm telling you now that the level of like, look at Rani. Rani was playing state netball and then just like came in and killed it. Like that's the level of Vic State League compared to Queensland. It's yeah, not the same level. No offense to Queensland State League. There's certainly you've just defended players. your employer. Yeah, nice. <laughs> no, there's definitely amazing players that can play in SSN and come up, but the consistent level across all the teams. You know, yeah. we've talked about the Vic pathway. It's it's packed. Like, there's people waiting to play. Um, and the ability to just pull from... Like, pull three randoms from a state league who, you know, wouldn't even know the structure. Yeah, um, never trained with them, never played with yeah. them. Don't know what it's like at no. that level. Going in to play against a hostile 9,000 crowd. <sighs> mm. Like... Nightmare. And see, I think where Sue was coming from is, do you remember at the start of the 2020 season when Courtney Bruce was injured? Mm. Um, yeah. They pulled Bryony Condren from the Queensland State League because they couldn't bring people over from WA into the netball hub. And she was she plays for the Ipswich Jets. And she actually played a game for Fever. Um, she did a good job. She did do I a remember. good job. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where Sue was coming from when she sort of came out and made that statement of like, we've pretty much done it before, so we think it can be done. Yeah, but, but that's one player you're plugging a hole for, not three. Exactly. And you two, is it, am I right in thinking it's the two captains in Weston and Maloney? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Weston, Maloney and Manic. Manic. Who's yeah. been injured, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dehaney obviously can fill that spot, and I imagine yeah. they would probably get... Um, because this is this is the other problem you have, and I thought about this: is all of the players that are exceptional in that state league are actually contracted to teams already. So you're mm-hmm. kind of not picking the best. The best, yeah. Does that make sense? In, no yeah. offense. In saying that, though, the Vixens still had the and the uh, like a they could field a team. Yeah. Yes, Kaylee Stanton could play gold. She could. I don't know. Who knows? But I mean, at the end of the day, like that. Sometimes, you, sometimes that happens. Like oh, you yeah. have. You, they, you're right. They they could have fielded a team. They could have switched around their team to to make it work. Like Kate Eddie can play in the circle. Um, obviously, Dehaney can play goalkeeper. Then they've got. Oh, do you know what we're like, forgetting? We're forgetting the main factor to this. The other factor to this is there were whispers about the fact that you know how the Giants went to WA and they were in hotel quarantine and like I don't even think they got to train. It was the same mm-hmm. situation. What I heard is what the Vixens were facing is exactly the same situation in WA because they had come from um, Queensland, I think, that the fact that they'd uh. be stuck in a hotel. Um, I think they were going to be allowed at one um, training session but it would pretty much be everyone stuck in the hotel until the game yeah okay yeah so that's another that's another fact it's not ideal yeah not ideal at all so putting aside the two pillars of the fever and the vixen um and i feel like we've we've done a pretty good job of keeping it as balanced as we can um so fever fans vixens fans we love you both we really do what about the pillar of the super netball then 
Because oh shit show. Because where ah. were, Marina, Marina no go. Where you been? Yeah, where are no, you? More like Marina no show. Too easy. Oh, <laughs> wow. Whoa. I'm done here. My my I have just ignited my netball career. I when she came out and she said that she has a hands off approach. Um, oh, the scomo approach. Oh, I'm on fire today. Um, the hands-off approach, and it's really up to Rob to sort of make like, mate. I, I I couldn't even tell you what Rob looks like. I don't even know. Does he even have announcements? Oh, we've seen him once. We saw him once at a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I just I don't I don't know what is going on. Like it's honestly it. Makes, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, honestly, because of the strategic decisions that SSN and NA have made over the years. I mean, everyone is more than aware that when it comes to sporting organizations, they're not exactly the top of the the list when it comes to administration. Um, <laughs> but this is really bad. Like, I would think even if you're really bad at your job, you would realize that you need to come out and say something and not just put out a two-line presser yeah. at like yeah. 5 p.m. on a Sunday. The, and, and this is, the, I think the thing that bothers me is that the, the Super Netball had every opportunity to be an arbitrator here and both clubs basically adhere to that arbitration. So essentially the Vixens go, we're not coming over because we can't feel the proper team. The Fever go, you have to come over because you can feel the proper team. Like you just don't have your, you don't have your star players. We've sold 9,000 tickets. You must come to the West, West uh, to Western Australia, sorry, and then Nep- and then Super Nepal has to go. All right, well, we're going to decide what's going to happen, and then you have to abide by that. And if you do not, this is the penalty that incur- that is incurred. Simple as that. It is really that simple. And that's what happens when you've got a hands-on administrator, not a no-show administrator that likes to take a hands-off approach and likes to you know have caviar or oysters or whatever rich people eat. Mm. Um, for me, the most interesting thing that sort of came out of it, I think um, Liz Ellis uh, posted an opinion piece, I think, earlier mm. today, um, which, again, I didn't know about this. This is a huge sort of development, and forgive me that I should probably know my Super Netball rules a little bit better, but if a team forfeits in the SSN, they actually forfeit their whole season. They can't play. Oh, wow. So if the Vixens actually forfeit, they are no longer eligible to play in the SSN for the rest of the season. So they're actually completely they're, – they're, white, they're whited out of the Gosh, competition. Gosh, that's dramatic, isn't it? So – that makes things really interesting because if that seems like a really dumb rule, just oh, like, it makes I, no fucking sense because that if makes it, like no it, that, sense. because that doesn't that tells me that they don't have contingencies for disasters or like force majeure sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like if an avalanche, wait, that makes no sense. If an earthquake, again, probably doesn't make much sense, but like rocks something and then like the vixens literally only have four players. Well, they have to forfeit, right? Because they don't have enough players. Well, also, what happens if you injure yourself? So <clears> if six people do ACLs and you can't field the team and you forfeit that game. Does that mean you forfeit your entire season? Yeah, exactly. So because I, you can't put new players on, like, no. touch yeah, because you're like, hey, hey, Luke, Luke, right. we need you to get on. Yeah, get yeah. On. <laughs> abs, put come the, back. Abs, the, come back. Put the dress on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's true, right? So if 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 you injure that many players and you've only got three people on the bench and they're all injured and you can't, like, yeah, you can field um, like one less, maybe one less position, but if an, someone else gets injured, like you've got to forfeit the game and then you forfeit your entire season. Yeah. 
That seems really dumb. It's it's a, honestly a, it's a brutal rule because it seems to me that it's just like it, it is just punishment for the sake of like punishment. We don't even we don't even have that rule in like social. No, in social you just have to pay two hundred bucks and that's about it. So maybe like that that's what it could be. So it's affordable for clubs. So the Vixens <laughs> don't have to pay two hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, or a fine, like uh, or a fine, yeah, or, a like, fine a, instead of yeah, or like, docked points. That to me is so dramatic. The fact that it's four foot one game, which let's be real, the the likelihood of that happening is. So minimal. Well, you would have thought so yeah. in the past, but not given our current state of affairs. But you can't then say that team is now ineligible to be playing the rest of the season or whatever. I think that is well over the top. But is it just me or does it feel like th- this is this is the part of the problem though, is I feel like there's no foresight when it comes to this stuff. Like we live in a world like I had to map out a COVID plan like for my for my job like i think most organizations have an incredible covid plan okay if, yeah if the state gets locked down this is what we have to do like they don't even have rules in place to make the league functioning now let alone in a covid situation it just seems bizarre to me from a risk management standpoint that they wouldn't have this organized no it's so everything is so reactive yeah, yeah like reactive, like even yeah. just the circumstances of this week, that's happened. Like I've spoken to a few of, a few of the Swiss girls, and like it was just the mad rush to get them to the airport and then down to Melbourne. Now they're in a two-week lockdown down in Melbourne. They can only leave their hotels to train and play. Like it's just like where was, as you said, the foresight to plan and mitigate any instances where this could have happened? Because of course, the likelihood of this happening is so large, given what we went through last year. Yeah, and this is this is again one of those things that at the, at the st- before the start of the season, which they've had what six months to prepare for, you know, you could basically be like, in case X, where Sydney has to shut down or lock down, we move to a hub yeah. in Queensland. If Queensland has to shut, we move to a hub in Victoria, and so on and so forth. And you basically, I mean, lugging players around is obviously no good, but the competition needs to run in order for it to survive. Because if it doesn't, it collapses. We're all out of a job. This podcast is fucking moot, and only people want to yeah. listen if we're drunk. So <laughs> the we start we start abs Nick and Luke up late. Yeah, well, I mean, or people people we should make it work. Yeah. Don't worry about that. We can make it work. Yeah, it's all right. Get the get the sap lock. Have like a wine of the week. Wine of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, but look, I, to me, this screams like the 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 administration on the super netball side of things have, have failed to do their job here 100%. because now the narrative is out of their control and the the clubs have have ceded control to themselves. That that's it. Like so a, the Fever have done what they've wanted to do, the Vixens have done what they've wanted to do, and now it looks like honestly a complete clown show because. The, the whole thing is like, and we saw on stories like with Helen Housby and all this other stuff, like posting stuff that they're immediate, like urgently getting to a plane, stuff with like, you know, yeah, Karakona, the like, statement came which out. is ridiculous. Like they're on the move. And then even then, like Nepal Twitter is dis- is discovering like the, the fixture releases for the weekend ahead of them actually announcing it. So people, because people want to go and watch the games, like people want to buy tickets and go down to John Kane. They want to go to Nepal, South Australia and watch it. And then Super Nepal is sitting on their laurels. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I, like, I don't know. Are they running their stuff through Grammarly? I don't really know. Like, the, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> don't pay up people. That was, that. No, I, honestly, I've got Grammarly on my laptop. It's really good. Um, <laughs> pay me. Um, but like, the community is doing the work. This is the problem. The community is doing all the work. There is absolutely no function that I'm seeing from the SSN that shows me a direction of one like ensuring safety for the players and like mental health and safety of the players, but also like informing or informing the community because the SSN is the, sorry, it isn't. 
it should be the source of truth because that everything that comes through that is the official source. That's what happens, right? When you're on a league account, that's what happens. You are the source of truth. Everything that comes out of you is the most official thing, right? But instead you're getting beaten to the pump by the Telstra app, which is which was invented on the iPhone 3. You've got clubs announcing <laughs> fixtures before you, like the, the, the SSN is doing it. And you've got people wondering, hey, I want to buy tickets. Like, oh my goodness, I'm like, you know, Emmy, for example, she's a Firebirds member. She wants to buy tickets and come and watch the game. And the Firebirds are like, hmm, yeah, we'll, we'll give you those details. The SSN's still, I don't know, stuck in time. I have no fucking idea. But it's just super disappointing seeing how little they've done over the last two weeks, especially given the COVID situation. And like, this is something that you've had a fucking year to prepare for. And like, you did it last year. And this urgent... And honestly, shocking response is just, it's just not on. And like, honestly, if you're listening from Netball Australia, look, I, I just dropped some dynamite on my career. I don't care. You've done a really fucking poor job. Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Um, how does that make you feel? <laughs> oh, I feel fucking zen. Um, look, I, I, I do feel for both clubs, to be honest. Um, it sucks to be the Vixens. And I think, um, you know, I think Kate, um, Joe and... and and Emily also released statements as well, which I thought were, were good statements just in terms of like them being apologetic about what had happened and stuff. And and look, the Fever, to their credit, like they've rescheduled the game and the game's going ahead, I think, at some stage in the future. I have, can't remember whatever the fixture Is adjustment Is it 1st of August? I think it might be. I think should, so. should probably know that. Um, so look, to, to, to the credit of the clubs, they've done the best possible job they can yeah. given the circumstances. But yeah. I do I do feel for a lot of the teams now that they've had to urgently basically pack their bags up. And again, it sounds similar to last year. I remember Matty Proud saying that they found out, I think three days before their, um, their tip-off between the Giants, I think at the first game of the season, that they were moving up to the Sunshine Coast. And like, uh, it fucking sucks. It really does. Um, especially like you said, Abs, like this by the sounds of it, like they can't leave their house, like the, sorry, they can't yeah. leave the hotel at all except for training games, which is just, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I can't even imagine how they feel. I really can't because oh. honestly, it's it's shocking. Um, well, it's happened two years in a row now, and at least, and to the credit, you've got to at least to the credit of the competition last year and those that were organising it. At least they. You know, they got that up and running last year. The girls lived in Queensland and by all accounts had a great time in the hub up there. But, yeah, it's just, it's not great to be doing this two years in a row under the circumstances in which it's occurring this year. I think, I think you know, if anything has come from this situation, like we can all laugh and get a bit of a giggle out of the statement that people put out initially because, let's be real, it was a little bit entertaining. While it was distasteful, it was entertaining. Um, I think all I think all clubs have learned a lesson from that, and you know whether that is we need somebody else to proofread our media statements before we put them out or whatever it is. At least everyone's learned a lesson, I think, and we can just move on. The game's rescheduled, as you said. The season will get finished, whether that's yeah. in the time that they were expecting. But you, you don't agree. Um, look, no, I, I think I agree with everything you've said. I think fundamentally, um, and this was brought up during the week, the absolute hypocrisy from Fever talking about oh, yeah. we want to we want to forfeit based on the rules. That's what the rules are <clears throat> when you've cheated the salary cap two years in a row. Um, yeah. <laughs> and subsequently, you know, let's not talk about last season um, when they actually, they found out last year that when they did the audit, that they had cheated the salary cap. So, um, 
Yeah, I think Netball Australia oh. ruled a line under it, uh, and just yeah. But le- le- yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to throw stones because I'll get in trouble again. But um, <laughs> I think okay. fundamentally, well, I think I think fundamentally the problem for FIFA, how are you going to get in trouble? Off? How are you oh getting God, in trouble? The people, off? the people will come for me. I'll get DMs. Yeah, they will, but they're um, going to. Someone will come for you regardless. Of what yeah, you that's say. true. So but, just say it. Just but say it. well, what, what I think is, I potentially think that you're now in Melbourne, which that post by the Vixens, um, which I thought was hilarious, where it's like, that, well, no, well, no, welcome. no, no, that wasn't the Vixens. You, you have to check your sources that it's not the Vixens. What? That was not the Vixens. Well, it was Jess Ansis that posted the photo. And yeah, no, no, but the retweet was from the Vix men, not the Vixens. Ah, oh, the Vix men. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's all right. Um. Because yeah. I thought I was like, oh damn, that is spicy. I was like, oh hang on, no, it's the the Vix men. So, oh my yeah. bad. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I thought that was the Vixen. No, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, that would have been like honestly, that's well, that's, that's like I that's thought. some fucking like, that's Whoa. spice. Yeah, that that's spice. Um. But yeah, no, I honestly think there is potential for like people to literally boo the fever. Like I I um, I think yeah. in Melbourne, you're in Melbourne. People were already booing them though. <laughs> yeah. That is true. That is true. I think yeah. because of last year. So this is just add fuel to the fire. Oh, yeah, like I think it's going to be a hostile. Um yeah, the two games that they got to play like yeah. And and I think at, at the end of the day, this is this is an administration error that again yeah, is going against the players that had no control over this, that their faces have been smeared with this crap. Um, yeah, I, I just, ugh, yuck. Employ better people. I don't, un- the biggest thing I don't understand. Just do better. With netball is why employ people that don't love the sport um, and yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's hard. I, and again, I, I can't answer that. I don't think any of us can because, you know, there's obviously something happened up top that we don't know about. And yeah, Well, people um, people want to leverage their position in netball to go other places. People want to get, for example, mm-hmm. people want to leverage their position to get onto the NRL commission um, and throw netball to the side because they want that job and that's been their aim the entire time. Yeah. Um, and... You know, when they look at this situation and go, I need to stand up and put myself front and center and take responsibility for the fact that this situation is out of control. They don't want to do that because it would ruin their opportunity to have a better job somewhere else. It's hard because like, you know, I look at that. Oh, shit. I look at that and go, well, you know, having a face, having like an administrative face to what was going on, I think honestly would have allayed quite a lot of fears from people, really. Um, Because... For me, it's like okay. Well, at least at least they, they they are acknowledging that something is happening and that they are working towards it. Even if it was just coming out and being like, "Yep, we haven't worked out all the details just yet, but we are working through it." The thing of not showing up tells me that they were not prepared at all for any of this. No, and well, also they hid. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, they hid. They, be- they hid yeah. behind putting out a two line statement on a Sunday night. Like, that's. You're hiding when you're putting out statements with no quotes, and you're just saying the the fixture has been cancelled. Thanks. Um, like you're hiding behind that because yeah. you don't want to step in front of the media. You know, look, Lisa. Mm-hmm. When Lisa Alexander, like I'm not an LA fan, but when she's coming out on a Sunday morning and she's getting ahead of you as an organisation, who, from someone that is no longer involved with SSN, um, that's a joke. Like. How how can LA get a foot up on you when you are the organization that's responsible for this? Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. 
Ah, oh, man, it's tough. And it's honestly, it, it really is deflating as well. When you look at it in the grand scheme of things, it's just deflating as a fan just to sort of see the amount of work the community does and puts into the sport and then sort of the result of, you know, a lack of accountability from, you know, above, which is really disappointing, to be honest. 100%. Um, now, but let's get into something more, yeah. um, I guess... Not interesting because okay. I'm sure a lot of people would find that interesting, but maybe a little bit more joyous. Okay, yeah. Um, I would really love to hear, and this is a question for Nick and for Abby. We'll start off with Nick first. Oh, okay. Um, moving into the second half of the season, what a so what I want, and I'll give Ab some time to think about this. What is your number one surprise so far in the season, um, i.e., team or performance, and what are you looking forward to moving into the back half of the season? Good question. Very, very good question. Um, okay. Yeah, you should have given us time to think about this. Yeah, fucking Well, up. Abs, I'm giving you time. Would you like? Would you like me to talk first? Yeah, you go first because okay. it sounds like you've formulated your yeah. thoughts. On um, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, look, my my and it's two teams for me. Biggest surprise for me um, is the fact that um, Fever. If you look at their stats across the board, um, it's pretty frightening. To be honest. Um, yeah. They like have the lowest, I think it was like lowest turnovers, highest goal, um, center pass to goal uh, percentage. It's ridiculous. Um, it's it's like frightening. Um, and T-Birds for me. I think, As a surprise? Um, yeah, 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 look, yeah, yeah. I'm genuinely surprised in the fact that they, they look hungry. Um, they look dangerous. Um, I mean, they're not in the top four, uh, but... They look a lot better this season. They look better early than they were last season, and I think, yeah, they're they're. If I'm looking at the draw and I'm seeing T Birds, I'm a little bit like, Ugh. yeah. Um, interesting points. Um, Thunderbirds are on mine. I would say Thunderbirds have actually surprised me quite a lot. Um, I think it's interesting seeing my obviously my obviously big concern was seeing Pittman go. That's a huge loss of charismatic leadership. Um, and, you know, veteran leadership on the court. And, and I, I mean, to, you know, obviously the record of 2-6 is not great. Um, <laughs> they're sitting at seventh. But I think I think if you're a Thunderbirds fan, you have to kind of look at it. And I think I've said this the last couple of weeks. You have to be kind of happy with some of the results. Like they're testing teams and they're beating they, – and I mean, they've beaten two teams. Um, but for me, um, I think the, the biggest surprise so far – actually, I wouldn't even say surprise. I am so 50-50 on the Lightning. Like what? I'm fifty fifty. What are you talking I'm about? I'm fifty fifty. Nah, because like, I just don't. I don't know. Like, because they show flashes of just like the classic lightning mm-hmm. getting through it, and then mm-hmm. they show flashes of nah. This team's this team's got to blow up because okay. like they got to change some things here. And obviously, towards the end of the season, that might happen because you know I can feel my defensive. Um, I can tell because you, you should see everyone. Just, like, you should re- see Luke. Luke just like adjusts his posture and then moved forward towards the microphone. Yep. And I had to adjust his levels just a little bit just so he doesn't get so. Too... All right, go. Let me explain. Okay. So I think it's pretty clear that. In my opinion, a lot of their wins are grinding wins. They're not blowouts. I don't think they're going to have a lot of blowouts. Um, they Their utilization of the super shot is nowhere near what some of the other clubs are doing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've been devoid of a super shot. I think they've got um, one in the last two games. Well, I think the last... Remember the last game they played? They pretty much ignored against Collingwood. They yeah. ignored the super shot and then Steph sunk one. Yeah. Um, and what I find interesting is that... 
they ran so off the turnover they ran a one and then off the center pass they ran a two so it's like a right. i've i've spoken about yeah, how yeah, yeah. I, they need to set up for that too um yeah it's been very interesting because i've i feel like they're very much um not really interested in the twos cons- consecutively through the game. You know how some teams really get into that rebel. Yeah, once five. it hits, once it hits the five seconds rotational. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like okay, here's our five plays to get a two point shot, and you know they might hit half. You know, like most of the great shooters, you know, are hitting sort of forty eight, fifty percent. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's that's interesting. But the biggest thing for me, um, is. Yeah, they're not going to blow people out like Fever do. Um, that's not really their game. They kind of just grind away. And that's that's their style of netball. Okay. Uh, look, I, I don't disagree. Sorry but if that's too defensive. No, it's not defensive. No, I think those are good Those are good points. I think it adds I think it adds a little bit to my 50-50 in terms of, okay, well, you know, they're still at the top of the ladder at 6-2, so they're doing something right. Mm. But my well, expect- they're winning. Well, so it doesn't matter that they're not blowing people out of the water. They're still yeah. winning. I mean, that's 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 but, the tr- that's the truest point. Is that? But, but I do agree with you. I do agree. They're not like setting my world on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Luke's already defensive um, again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Look, my my concern, my concern, moving to the back half of the season, is can they keep this? train going that's that's my biggest concern because i think how to beat sunny coast is definitely break down shez and um steph Steph. yeah um the problem you've got is they can bring peace on and admittedly the last game i think peace wasn't as good as she was previously Um, still a strong (laughs) presence under the post still still strong um but I, they have lots of tools in their basket that they can use. They probably, I would argue, they probably utilize their bench probably the most out of the top four. That's actually an interesting yeah. stat. We should probably see if we can try and pull that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would believe that they probably would. Um, and I think where they could run out is when they sort of run out of tools working. And that's when you can see, especially last season, Sunny Coast had the big blowout against Fever because the tools just didn't work. Yeah. They were throwing the kitchen sink and it wasn't hitting. Okay. Yeah. It's great defense of the lightning there, Luke. <laughs> I mean, you know, you work for their feeder club now, so. <laughs> 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 of course you're going to go for it. Um, all right, Abs, let's, let's hear your thoughts. Like, who, who have you got at the back end of the season? Well, I definitely agree about the Thunderbirds, but I'm pretty sure if we listen back to our podcast before the season started, I, I said that the Thunderbirds were, were going to be a threat to teams. Um, they obviously won't make top four, and, I, and I'm not sure they'll make top four next year either, but if they stick together, they will continue to build and that they will eventually be you know, one of those top four teams. So, yeah, I'm super impressed with them, particularly... Matilda Garrett, I think she's just... Agreed. Exceptional. Oh, she's been exceptional. It's like she's found her home um, away looks, from home She looks Adelaide really and, comfortable there. Yeah, and, and you know, I imagine anyone would probably look comfortable playing in front of um, Shamira, but I think she's doing an, an excellent job. She's pulling ball back and probably that her and the Thunderbirds, are, well, not really the Thunderbirds, I guess, in this instance, but she's probably my biggest surprise this year. I, when she was at Collingwood, I, I just wasn't overly impressed with anything she was doing. I don't think she looked super athletic, but now I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the train. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think she's doing an excellent job. 
Um, my other one that I'm just, and I, I don't think this was the question. I think you, what was the question? Hey, what, hey, what no, 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 Abs, this is your show too. This you is, can do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> you just I, I can't remember the question. We went on also many tangents. Um, my other one is just the Giants. Like, I think they're, they're sitting pretty at number two on the ladder. Um, but I think they're sitting pretty because of their ability to put up two points. Um, I'm just, I worry about them and their back, their back end of the court against those top teams. I don't know if they've got the firepower back there to, you know, stop, stop the fevers and the, and the lightnings and the swifts. I, I, I don't know. So, um, while April Brownley, I think, is having an amazing season, yeah, I just don't know about the rest of it. So, I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, the Giants are an interesting beast because they did look really, really good, and then that fever loss really rocked them a bit. And yeah. I don't think they've really fully recovered from it. I don't know. It just felt like, man, that really did kind of shake a lot of their sort of confidence because they were running at that time. They were like, oof. Oh, they were going great. Yeah. But also, like, we've got to remember, um, I don't know if it was that game or the game after the whole online trolling of Joe Hun. Yeah. Like, I think that was a major hiccup in their, in their season for the whole thing, not just for Joe, but I just think, that's something that, unfortunately, as players at this level, and you know, people in general, that's something that we shouldn't have to deal with, but we do. And when it's so vile in yeah. terms of what was said to her, I think that rocks through the whole thing. So they they look like they're bouncing back from that, and yeah, hopefully they can they can continue to win games because I think they're a real shot at winning the competition. Yeah, if I mean, can. yeah, I mean, if considering they took the fever to where they took them, really, at, yeah, at this stage, one, they only lost by one, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was one, one or two, one yeah, it was close, yeah. um, and over there, that's yeah, hard. at RAC, like that's that's tough. So, I mean, yeah. to be honest, Giants are the only ones that have really proved that they can really stretch the fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, one of the other things for the back end of the season. I'm going to say it now, and it's a big call. Okay. It's a big call. The Vixens are going to win it all. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, Rani for life. Um, yes. No, I think that potentially Fever, I'm saying Fever are not going to win. <laughs> You've had some ridiculous stories today, Luke, but that might be the most ridiculous yeah, of them What is your reason? Um, I think that they potentially have peaked too early. Um, I think that this whole administration bungle is going to get to the players and I think not having a home crowd for a final, which based on how COVID's going at the moment, is a possibility. Uh, Playing away from home again. Um, I feel like they've played so amazingly that teams have gone oh, wow, like we can do this. Um, I think people are going to work out how to break down ATN and Glasgow and create problems for them in the attack. Well, they they better be doing it quick. (laughs) Like, yeah, they've had enough time to do it. Let's let's see. I am terrible with my um, 
mm. predictions. So if you're a Fever fan, this is probably a good thing. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I, I imagine Fever fans are like writing this down. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we no, got no, no. you, Luke. No, um, they're just like, yay, because it probably means that Fever's going to win. Yeah, because Luke is so terrible at tipping. It's yeah, not even funny. well, so it's just confirmed that they're going to win because Luke said they're going to lose. So <laughs> what a huge. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking huge. Um, oh look, we've run a, we've run a bit long. Do we, we? Is there anything else that we need to talk about before we? Um, well, the tips for oh tips. Yeah, let's get our tips weekend. and then we'll wrap it up because obviously it's a big round of netball. We're into. just going to brush over that comment. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just been made. Which, yeah, which, yeah. which that was it. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That I, was I it. agree with you. Oi, oi. you agree. I agree with you that they. No, no, no. Let me finish, please. Oh, okay, Let me finish. Sorry. <laughs> I. I agree in that they have, they might have peaked too early, but they had to. They had to come into this season with their foot full throttle because they were 12 points behind. Yeah. However, I don't know if I agree with the fact that I don't think that they will win. I think they will they will be in the final, that's for sure. And then it's a whole – like you never, what, you never know what's going to happen in the final. Anything can happen. So – I think they'll be there and whether or not they can hold it together on them. I, for some yeah. weird reason, and I don't know why, and I think, um, you know, I've been talking to my angels. <laughs> my <laughs> angels. <laughs> my angels are telling me. Like, what's that lady of Real Housewives of Melbourne? I don't know. The drummer, uh, the drummer from Silverchair, his wife, she, like, talks to angels Who, Daniel Johns? Um Oh, is it? No, the drummer from Silverchair, oh, okay. not the main guy. Oh, okay. um, oh my God, I can't believe I've forgotten her name. Anyway, she always talks about talking to angels. Um, <laughs> I feel like the Swifts are going to upset them in some sort of finals capacity. And it not that the Swifts are going to win, but that Fever are going to get knocked out by the Swifts, whether that be in the final and Swifts win. I don't know. Well, you are using a lot of hand gestures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel that way. Okay. That's an interesting... Well, we've got a preview of that upset this weekend. We so do. We'll yeah. yeah, that is a great segue, Luke, because we're going to go Thank into you. round nine tips for the Suncorp Super Netball, which is all... Well, it's actually mostly down oh in Victoria, God. but also over in South Australia. <laughs> so we're going to start um, with the Lightning and the Vixens. Luke, who have you got? Uh, lightning. I'm going to go with the Lightning as well. Abs? Same. Yeah, pretty easy to pick this one, unless like the Vixens. So that'll be 7-2, potentially. Yeah, yeah, Oof. definitely. But who knows? The Vixens could uh, rally. They're at home, so that's They huge. are at home. That is huge. Even though first technically time in two years. Yeah. like everybody else. Yeah, that is yes. true. That is and true. first time in two years. Oh, unreal, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, yeah, enjoy Oh, it. hang on. Did they have a home game? No, they would have had season? a home game earlier this year. Oh, surely. yeah, they would have. My bad. Did they? Fuck, I can't even remember. It's all I, I liked okay. it. It would have been a good narrative. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, great narrative. Yeah, like one or two games since then. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we've got yeah, not the, many. Not many. <laughs> uh, we've got the Swifts and the Fever. Luke, Swifts, Abs. Yeah, I think the Swifts as well. I'm gonna go the Favar, Favar, the Favar, Favar. <laughs> look fair. Yeah, look honestly, like absolutely fair. Yeah, I'm tipping the Fever. Mm. Don't see why you couldn't because they're just uh, they're literally unbeaten. So. Yeah, fair. easy pick. Um, we've got the Thunderbirds and the Magpies. Thunderbirds playing at home in South Australia. Luke, I'm going to say the T-Birds. Um, I think the last last week's loss for the Pies tough. that was brutal. For yeah, them. that was tough. I felt for Shimmy. That was yeah, really tough. That air ball. Um, Abs. Mm, yeah. I, no, I think Collingwood. I think they're they're on the up. I know that last week's Wee. loss was not great for them, but I think they've been playing good. Ne- so is the Thunderbirds. I think it'll be a good game, but. Yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. yeah, I think it's going to come down to potty again. What potty yeah. does? 
I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Magpies on this one, actually. I think that coming off the back of that loss to the Lightning is, is tough, but I think that they've shown that they've been able to to, to play up to those teams now, and I think they're um, a very good-looking side, I think, for, for spurts. And Shim, Shimi, I think she keeps that confidence up. I think they're good. So yeah, I'm go with the Magpies I think, this. yeah, I think it'll the loss will rev them up as opposed to bring them down like it would have done in the past. I think yeah. they're, they're, ready, they're ready to start winning. Yeah, I the matchup for me, Jeeva and Potty. That's gonna that'll be, be fun. That'll be fun. Well, to, watch. G- to be honest, Jeeva hasn't been playing her best. No, um, I agree. And I think it'll be interesting because, you know, on paper with their history, I feel like Jeeva should dominate this. Yeah, um, and it'll be interesting to see if Potty relishes the opportunity and really steps into it yeah yeah for sure she's definitely i think pokita really has kind of started to find her form much more over the last couple of weeks yeah i i think it's interesting i i think for some players and i'm probably by making this comment talking about pokita i think for some of them they're playing for contracts for next season yeah. i mean most of them should be because everyone's going to be out of contract anyway so you yeah. know those that may be up in the air definitely want to be playing i mean for you that. got Garbin on the bench and Peace on the bench and yes. yeah, so um, and now finally we've got the uh, Firebirds and the Giants. Luke, um, I'm gonna say Firebirds. Okay, Abs, Giants. Yeah, look fair. Yeah, I'm gonna go the Giants too. <laughs> <laughs> look fair. I, I, look, I haven't seen the Firebirds prove anything to me, to be honest. Can, can I so. can I say this? I really feel like I kind of feel bad for Firebirds on game days because I feel like they go a little too hard and it puts too much pressure on them. And I think out of I think actually the lockdown could help them a lot because I don't think there's going to be as much pressure on them. Like Firebirds fans are insane, and with like the fireworks shit they do, all that sort of stuff, and the music and the announcer and everything, I think it. Fit, yeah, I would feel very intimidated playing in that environment. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to kind of relish the hub and I could... I mean, they're dangerous. I, I know they're yeah. coming last. Um, Who, Firebirds? Are they going second last? No, they're not. No, third they're third last. last. Third last, okay. Yeah. you got to remember the Vixens are... Oh, yeah, Vixens, yeah. sorry, my bad. Um, I always imagine that Vixens are somehow in the top four. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I think... I think being out of that environment, as much as like, honestly, it is a good game day environment. It really is. But if I'm a player, there's a lot of pressure off me playing in Melbourne. You know, the crowd's sort of like not going to be over-enthusiastic about supporting maybe because it's not any of their home teams. I think it's a good opportunity to get a big scalp. Interesting. Okay. I like it, Luke. Yeah, that's a nice balanced response. Well done. Wee, what's going on? <laughs> oh my god, what a surprise! Yeah, oh, took um, my medication this morning. <laughs> um, look, that'll do us um, for this week. Look, I want to emphasize uh, those of you in Melbourne, and if you are able, please, please buy some tickets oh, to the yeah. games. Go and watch your games. This it's is, only twenty five dollars yeah, for a ticket. Ridic, ridic, please yeah. find some friends. Go like, and watch it. If you don't have any go. friends, if you don't have any friends, literally. Uh, DM us on Facebook and you can fucking live stream it and we'll sit there and watch the game with you on, like, <laughs> on Facebook Messenger. I'm not even joking. I want oh. I want everyone to go down and enjoy the games because honestly, it's it's really special having that sort of stuff there um, and obviously supporting the teams and supporting the game, able being able to find a home, um, however temporary it may be. Um, it is vital that we do get tickets and you do find a way to those games if you can. Honestly, please do because um, it just means that the, the sport stays alive. So... 
make the effort and we'll love you forever. Anyway, um, as always, you can get us on facebook.com forward slash the goal circle. Come and chat with us. We're doing all kinds of stuff, posting blah, blah, blah. You know the drill. We'd be posting heaps of shit. It's mainly Luke and I'm just posting the podcast, but Luke's been doing an exemplary job on it. So, you know, well done. Well done. Thanks. Um, Abs doesn't touch any of that because we we take, we take bear the brunt of that. We, Abs has all this coaching we stuff. Have to book it in. Abs doesn't even touch her own social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we've got to book it in with your assistant. That's what we've got to book yes. in the time. Yeah, exactly. To just have production meetings. Yeah. That's what it is. That's like, uh, I've got so much time at the moment, guys. Yeah. I've got so much time. Two weeks worth of time. That's it. Renesmee is just working her, her butt off. Yeah. Well, Renesmee does great work. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can get us on uh, Twitter at BLT underscore 86 for Luke and at Bleakster, B-L-E-E-K-S-T-E-R. Please come and follow us. Um, we're talking all the time. Luke's doing lots of stuff. I'm posting the podcast and all this other shit. And you can also get Abby at an Abby underscore McCulloch. Um, like I said, she's like Australia Post. It'll take a couple of days to respond. She actually responded. She responded to... I think I liked yeah. a couple of posts. Hey, but yeah, you that's because I've been locked down. I've got nothing else yeah, to do. No, you did a great job. The, my apology po- tweet from uh, last night actually got a like from Abs uh, this morning, which Oi. I thought was huge. I was like, Abs must truly be fucking bored to be liking <laughs> <laughs> this. <laughs> Um, and also, yeah, give us a rating and a, and a review on um, Apple Podcasts if you have the time. We do appreciate it. Um, and also, Luke said, who does email? We do email. Thegoalcircle at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. um, please send us an email there if you want to go the old traditional snail mail. There are a few emails that I need to have a chat, uh, I need to respond to. Please forgive me. Um, I locked myself out of the inbox again, so I need to log back in. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my I'm God. shocking with it. We need like a one password to log everything in. But that's, you know, that's an administrative issue that we'll deal with off air, so that's fine. Um, anyway. Uh, that's been the show this week. I will be back regular programming next week. Um, but again, please make sure you, if you're down in Melbourne, you get the opportunity, find some friends, go by yourself. Let us know if you're at the game. Um, we want to see more people at the game. It's a really special experience um, being able to see all these the clubs get there and obviously you supporting the clubs. So it means a lot to the to the players and to the, to the sport and to everyone that supports it. So get down there and support your games because it is the best. Anyway, hang on. What? One more thing. Okay. Obviously, half Australia, half of Australia being locked down. Um, lifeline number, if you feel like you're alone, I guess. Mm, okay. 13, 11, 14. Boom. There you Boom. go. If you need to chat, please yeah, chat. Yeah, do it. Talk to people. It's really important. It's please not do. weak to speak. Exactly. That's a great way to end the show, Luke. It's not weak to speak. But anyway, um, we'll be back next week with regularly scheduled programming. No more breaks. Um uh, well, I mean, fortunately for you listeners, I've unfortunately I've got my for us. Jamaican holiday. What's going on? Shamir and I are going surfing. Oh, did Shamir invite you? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd, I'd be surprised. No. I'd be surprised. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, that'll do us for this week, gang. Please enjoy your nap all this weekend. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Bye, guys.